evening at the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal, the best kind of goal. What a legend. Special Formula One edition of Maybe Daily. Or as the French would say, Formula One edition. Not really sure why I went French there. We are, as always, sponsored by mintsports.com.au. Fantastic people. And we're also sponsored this week by Mark Webber's Jawline Toolkit. Come on down to Mark Webber's Jawline Toolkit for all your Jawline Toolkit needs. And it's an absolute treat a pleasure, an honour and a joy, and I'm sure it's pretty good for him to be joined by our pal from the pit crew, our aficionado of all things on four wheels, the creative mastermind behind the wildly popular crumpet memes. It's Mr. John Sinclair, a.k.a. Crumpet Boy himself. John, before we get into having a chat with you, mate, we're very thankful you're here. We do normally like to start off with a prayer, so if you wouldn't mind, we're going to start the prayer. I'll lead us. Let us pray. Let us pray that Ozzy Oscar completes more races than he fails to finish. Let us pray that Lewis Hamilton regrets the braided hair he's rocking. Let us pray that no one gets mowed down in celebrating trackside. And most importantly, let us pray that next time we record, Mason presses the record button. So we're doing this <laughs> for a second time. It would be great if we did everything the same. Verbatim, I <laughs> think we'd go to a cuckoo clock because it was gobbledygook last time around. Let us pray, guys. We've had a run at this and it didn't go well last time, so we might be better. In the name of... In the name of... Alan, Alan Jones. Jones. Lovely. Jack, Jack Brabham. Brabham. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo. Ricciardo. <laughs> and Juan, Juan Manuel Fangio. Who's Juan Manuel Fangio? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I now know all about Juan Manuel Fangio because we had a five-minute conversation that wasn't recorded. You need any info? I'll tell you all about it. He's an Argentinian back in the 50s who was arguably the greatest driver to have ever lived. We're not too sure who the greatest to have never lived is. That's a different category. But Juan Manuel Fangio, who is not Sergio Fangio, that is a distant relative of him. Trust me, this is all making a lot of sense to the three of us. No one out there listening. But I want to know... Johnny, yeah. mate, welcome, by the way. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me, lads. Oh, mate, be careful. Be careful. You may not get out alive. Juan Manuel Fangio. <laughs> okay, so he's around in the 50s. What are the safety precautions going on in the 50s, to your knowledge? Are they just putting on a beanie and hoping for the best? The sheepdogs round them up or something? <laughs> What's the <laughs> Indicate with their arm out the window, like when you're on a push bike? Yeah, yeah, the old indicator. The old indicator. What kind of cars were they having back then? Were they pretty sophisticated cars or were they pretty... I think back then was it was probably the sketchiest vehicle you could ever drive. I'm pretty sure they didn't even wear helmets back then. Wow. I think they also did not wear seatbelts of any kind. I heard they didn't wear pants, which is weird. And that's where the term cockpit originated. Hey, yeah, yeah. There, we known there we go. <laughs> Little known facts, Johnny. This is the calibre of analysis you've been brought in for, mate. 
So you are you are our F1 aficionado. You're our man in the pit crew that we need to rely on because Mace and I don't have many strengths, and one of them is not anything oh with four God. wheels. So <laughs> no how, how did you how did you get into F1 fandom, man? I used to watch it when I was a kid. Yep. in the nineties, um, and then yeah. was always pretty fascinating. I don't know how the hell I was able to stay up till one or well, two a.m. to watch times, these races. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Well, most Shocking. of them are in, in are in Europe, but I guess I probably the races I did see were probably the Australian ones, since they're the only race that's in the Australian time zone, basically. Yeah. Um, or maybe Japan. <laughs> but that would have been back then. Was that in Adelaide? Back then when you started? Yeah, yeah, yeah Adelaide for been. sure. Yeah. Wow. They've even got their own time zones. So they're complete weirdos. And then oh, when was your yeah, first I race? Mean, you remember the first time you went live? I can't remember too much detail about when I was a kid. I remember seeing like Nigel Mansell, um, yep. those sorts of drivers back then, uh, just on the on TV. But I didn't know what I was watching. I just saw a bunch of cool cars. I'm, I'm talking, I was probably eight or nine years old watching it with the old man. But... Took a big hiatus, didn't really care for it until about 2014. I just started, wow. well, it was kind of when I started getting into just cars and engineering more generally mm. okay. and um, seemed like a good sport to jump on the bandwagon. And that was when Ricardo was kind of getting to his peak as well. Yeah, mm. it majorly helps when there's an Aussie in the mix for sure, like most international yep, sure. sports. So how much do you think, straight off the top here, because most of my knowledge comes from Drive to Survive now and basically... The Ayrton yep. Senna doc has that just created a bandwagon groundswell of new supporters. A hundred percent. Like yeah. you notice the crowd change. Like what is it? What's the crowd at F one? Is it very it's, bogan it's slash? No, bougie. this it's a great question because I, I I was just at the Australian GP in Melbourne show off. Uh, <laughs> it, it was um, travelled. Have you <laughs> just yeah, been travelling? <laughs> just uh, uh, big boy. All right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you guys paid me to go down there, right? I'm sending you oh, a yeah, bill, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send us the invoice. Send, actually, don't send it to Mint Sports. Send it to Mark Webber's Jawline Toolkit. They'll sort you right out. <laughs> Plenty of money there. Yeah, you guys put me up in a nice place down there, so thank you for that. In no, um, in the uh, Formula One hotel in uh, Turak. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, I, I got down there, and it was prob- I think it was my fourth Melbourne GP. Wow. So I have been there for and and that's so that's going back about six or seven years ago I think now because and have you seen the crowd change absolutely over the four years absolutely it's just changed so dramatically when the the first GP I went to in Melbourne was years before Drive to Survive um, launched yeah it was so different I guess F1 still is a glamour has always been a bit of a glamour motorsport attraction compared to like your V8s and that sort of thing yeah but there. <laughs> But all the glamorous people are in the paddock, in the in, you know, in, in yeah, where, you, where you can't get the to. like us, yeah. hidden away. Getting it like it's a, like a bit of a races vibe. The old F one, like it's kind of in that same. Yeah. Racists or race races. A lot of. <laughs> yeah, a lot of racists, and we want to talk to you about that, Johnny. There's been something we've been meaning to discuss. It's your loathing of Asian people. Yeah, no, I'm with you because you've got sort of the bourgeois kind of guys in the birdcage yep. and then you've got your your johnny crumpet meme fame in the corner just slamming yeah. bean cans well yeah I, I didn't quite make it into the uh mm. into the paddock this year I, fifth time's a charm mate you'll be there next year yeah apparently 16.5k <laughs> followers isn't enough <laughs> but um <laughs> maybe next year when i get to one mil um maybe they'll maybe they'll invite me back there 
The day is young. <laughs> hey, so let's dive straight into last week's Grand Prix then, because yeah. you went for the whole Grand Prix, didn't you? Qualifying everything or just game day, like yeah. the race? Yeah, no, we were we we were down there for the um, Friday till Sunday. So, wow, what yeah. are you seeing on Friday? You seeing um, time Fr- trials? You seeing Sam Newman in a in a car <laughs> doing the celebrity? Oh yeah, race? do they still do the is celebrity still race? Going? They don't do that anymore, and we were pretty gutted about that. And they haven't done that for a while. But yeah, um, is that gone? So Audra Buttrose crashing into a corner, or <laughs> no? Nah, I reckon um, Grant Daniel won it one year. I oh, reckon. Grant Daniel, and they probably Grant all did. Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's actually uh, Grant Daniel was actually a professional V eight. He was in the V eight car supercar what? system. A lot of people don't know this, but he drew. He drove in the V eights. Um, he's actually a. A very successful. Then you can drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. In... wouldn't reach the pedals, mate. You have to sit on half a dozen phone boxes. Uh, phone boxes. Jeez, that is a phone small boxes. car. He's on the phone box. I've heard he's very good in um, different weather, especially icy conditions. So that's pretty handy. Oh. <laughs> I hit a tree at head on at, at 165 kilometres an hour. Just went straight into it. Bang. Did you think you were a goner? Yeah. Are you putting earplugs in when you go there or just when you talk to us? Like, how's the noise level? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good That's funny you say that. Uh, what, this year, this is the first year that they had the Formula 2 and Formula 3 series, which is basically your, like... VFL and... Uh, yeah, it's basically your lower categories of, of, of F1, which have never come out to Australia before. This is the first year oh, they, cool. ever, they ever had that. And I tell you what, the F3 cars... Yeah, and the F two cars, they are the loudest, like <laughs> really ear piercing, horrendous sounding engines you've ever heard. Like Shit. I don't know what it is about the way that those engines are designed. I guess they because they have no, they don't have a muffler like yeah. a regular street car. But there is something going on with that turbocharger in that car that is when they come down the pit straight. If you don't have earplugs, you, you're going to be having an OHS problem like, later <laughs> on in life because. It is piercing. It is yeah, so wow. loud. I could hear it growing up in Melbourne. Yeah. Jeez, we were 40 Ks from the race. Yeah. And could hear wow. it clear as day. Really? Clear as day. <laughs> so back in the day, they had oh, yeah, that's loud F1 cars. That, that was pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad, actually. <laughs> well, when he said muffler and turbo, I don't know. <laughs> he checked out. <laughs> See, I knew today was going to be a struggle because not only are we doing this interstate, but you asked if we could get an Auslan interpreter in after the weekend you had. So I thought, shit, I don't think the budget's that big. I'm sorry, could you speak into my good ear? You know what I actually find remarkable yeah. is in the modern day, 2023, when we're all worried about the, the climate and things like that, how's the carbon footprint on the Formula One circuit? You've got teams of about 50 plus for each car. Yep. They fly to a different city every fortnight, <laughs> then spend four days driving around in a circle and end up in the same spot, burning petrol, and then they hop on a plane and do it all again. How's everything in the old environmental department? Well, yeah, she's tickety-boo. Yeah. Got a dash. Well, got to get on another well, plane. Well, I don't know if you heard the announcement. Are they offsetting? Well, yeah, I don't know if you heard the announcement, but in 2026, they're switching to solar-powered F1 cars. What? So, <laughs> no, what? no, 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 no. <laughs> you had me. Do you, do you, Be careful what you say around Mace, because dead said he will believe everything. Oh, everything. Sorry. You know what, though? In fairness to you, Mace, my first thought was, shit, how are they going to do the Bahrain one at night? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I thought, shit, I've seen one in the wet. That was a bad race. What are they going to do? 
Those are get me solar. Those ones are just like those Red Bull um, go kart. Uh, they just like they just have to use a track. It's just a downhill. It's just yeah, they just give them a push. Just give them a push go from kart. the top. They use their feet like the yeah, Flintstones cars. Simpson, Homer Simpson, he's the greatest guy in history. From the out of Springfield, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. Back to the game day, okay? We've got different types of fans. We've got all of the noise. We've got... Is there like a purist's day? So in like cricket or day three of the Masters, they call it moving day or day three of a test is moving day. Is it all about race day or do some people just love watching the qualifying? Like, Is it really all about the Sunday? Uh, there's a lot of... Like the crowd was actually huge from Thursday. I wasn't there on the Thursday, but apparently from Thursday, even through just to the Saturday... There was something like 400,000 total spectators. Oh and that's before the race day. So there's a yeah. huge appetite for the sport, even just to go see them in during free practice. A lot of people just want, yeah. want they, they're just keen to get there. And it's, it's to do with the affordability of the tickets as well. Let's talk about the affordability yeah. because I've heard conflicting reports here because I've heard people who get a full ground pass and all the rest of it. But then I also anecdotally heard of a bloke this week who went home completely sunburnt because he didn't want to spend a hundred bucks on a hat. And I do notice you wearing your Ferrari cap there, mate. And I'm thinking, lardy da, I'm hitting you up for a loan. It feels like it'd be very expensive. Is it a couple of grand for the four days? What are we talking? Um, I'm yet to pay my mate who bought the tickets, so I can't remember the exact (laughs) figure, but I think it was... Well, we've got him here now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm out of here. Um, now look, we okay. This year is the first year we actually went all in and got. This is why I brought up Fangio earlier because we were sitting in the Fangio stand, right? Oh, so, oh my wow. god! So the Fangio stand, he's got his own stand. The Fangio stand is actually it's the pit straight. So I never in my life thought I'd get tickets that were right on the start finish line, but that's where we managed to get awesome. tickets, and it was amazing. But I would say really? between five of us, I think we ended up paying about 600 bucks each yep. for that's the three good. days. For the three days. So that's yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Wow. Are we putting snags in a thermos? Is it a packed lunch? Are you, are you going sh- all out on mate, a banquet? What are you eating Yeah, we there? should have. I mean, the food. Absolutely The not. food situation. Well. <laughs> he does not eat. He does not eat. He's one of those folks who can tries to eat but cannot put on weight. That's yep. for another pod. That's a bit of a dark. You're a man dark. after my. Yeah, that's for the men's health podcast that um, uh, where, <laughs> which incidentally has the same sponsor. Very weird. There you go. <laughs> you think it was the G forces that gave me this jawline? Mark Webber jawline toolkit. Mark Webber jawline toolkit. Mark Webber jawline toolkit. Let's go, 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 here at Mark Webber's Jawline Toolkit Store. Hello guys, it's me, Mark Webber here. Do you have more chins than John Candy? Do you find you have more than one neck? Does your jaw not look the hunky way you want it to? Do you want to look like the Daddy Mac of jawlines? Then come see me on Military Road Mossman, Well, I will kit you out with our state-of-the-art jawline toolkit. Mark Webber's Jawline Toolkit, in fact. Just four easy payments of $72.41, and this pit stop for your new jawline will be your last. The MWJT comes with soft sponge balls called webs. 
that you chew on for 48 hours constantly. This chewing technique with the webs will improve your jaw muscles into the equivalent of an eight-pack jaw. <laughs> you won't be sleeping, but trust me, your jaw will be weather-worthy. The kit also comes with your own mirror to keep an eye on your ever-changing jawline. And it also comes with a ruler to really keep on top of how sharp that jaw can get. You'll never be off the hunk podium once you try the Mark Webber jawline kit. Come down to Mossman and try the formula for all your good-looking needs. The MWJT. You know you want it, baby. Let's go, go, go on the MWJT. Mark Webber jawline toolkit. Mark Webber jawline toolkit. Mark Webber jawline toolkit. I had a good question about where you're sitting at the race. Yeah. Because I always mm. think when you see them come around your corner, it's like, <gasps> and then you got to wait. Yeah. 15 minutes again. Absolutely. What's the go there? Like, yeah. what are you doing between the... Well, the yeah. When you're in the Fangio stand, the, what's the, everyone doing in the Fangio? Is everyone just sort of the, waiting? This is the untold story of going to watch live motorsport is it can get pretty boring. Yeah. Because for that exact... <laughs> oh, Shocker. I, I, I think in the circles <laughs> I'm in, it's not that untold. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, everyone's like, no shit, mate. Like, but uh, some of the listeners are probably think. But no, look. The reality is, the start is incredible because all the cars are pretty bunched up. But yeah. as the race unfolds, especially on the pit straight when they're doing three hundred k's an hour, it's pretty Oof. quickly like, oh, there's a car. Oh, there's a car. And then you're not. Yeah, you miss it. And, yeah. you, and you're not actually seeing the evolution of the race. You're not necessarily seeing overtakes. Yeah. You're not seeing where passing's happening further around the track. So everyone's just sitting there in silence watching the big screen, which is basically showing you what's going on right, elsewhere. Okay. And oh, with commentary, you know. I always thought a good idea was if they had like a roller coaster next to the cars and that followed <laughs> them. You're going the same speed. Oh, he might take him over. I think he will. As you follow around. Or even like a flat escalator that goes around outside of the track that's good so you're kind of moving with it like uh like one of those old people chair li- those chairs <laughs> yeah it's a chair yeah, lift yeah, yeah. above it yeah and that's how you follow you're like oh how good is this so you're kind of <laughs> constantly in the race yeah with the boys that would be nice can I just remind everyone listening at home press back 15 a couple of times pretty sure Mace premise that with I've always thought it would be a great idea. <laughs> and then blatantly just made up three bad ideas. I love it. And Alvarito has spun out. Nigel Mansell tries to get past him, but he can't. And it stacks on the mill and cars are strewn all over the track. And thank God we're finally seeing some action here at last. These fucking cars have just been going round and round and round. It's been so fucking boring. Yes, Barry, I couldn't agree with you more. It really is fucked. Being on the start-finish line, you would have had a fairly good view because they restarted about three times, didn't they? Mate, it was it was one of the most incredible races I've ever... I've seen about six races live in my life, and this by far, and that not just in Melbourne, but in a couple other countries, just to yeah. toot my own horn there, but like this was one of the most phenomenal live races I've ever seen. I could not believe what we witnessed with the three red, uh, three red flags. Wow. What about the finish though? Wild. The fact that they finished behind a safety car, even though there was all this intrigue and, and it was amazing to watch, and yep. I'm with you, it was really, really fascinating and intense. 
is it a bit of an anti-climax when you're there and it's a procession to end it? Um, I think at first a lot of people were disappointed because we all thought there was going to be two laps. That was the understanding that we got in the crowd. And when they did explain finally that there was going to be no actual racing, there was moans and sighs from the grandstand. Having said that, though, it didn't matter. Once they crossed the chequered flag, everyone was on their feet applauding and cheering because it was just one of the most wild things I've never seen. Especially in Australia, you don't get a lot of incidents or... Or overtaking. So the last few years in 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 Melbourne have been pretty mundane races, to be fair. But this was, I said to my mates who it was their first time. I said, you might not want to go next year because you're never going to witness something like that in a, in an really? F1 race again. That you've peaked straight Incredible. away. It was wild. Love it. Yeah. And I I heard that they were actually just fuming because you'd been telling the Fangio stand there were at least two laps left, and everyone went to the dunny. <laughs> Johnny Know-It-All over here has got it wrong. Oh, God. I got kicked out. I reckon the last time would have there would have been something that spectacular here was, what, was it 86 when Mansell blew up in Adelaide? There was something huge with Nigel Mansell, I remember, him crashing. What was that huge flip on the first that, yeah, straight? There was yeah. a huge flip that happened. Where... Yeah, well, well, yeah, someone ran into the back. I think it was maybe Ralph Schumacher or someone. Oh, that's right, Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Ralphie boy. Ralph, oh, old Ralph. Fair shadow to live in. I'm running the family now, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Pulls out the pillow. Got airborne. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Too much. Come on. If you're watching, Michael, get well soon. Yeah, yeah. get well soon, Mick. Uh, good luck with the reflexes. <laughs> Mace, have you ever been? Have you ever been, Mace? No, I haven't. My brother and um, dad have gone. Went to Adelaide. Dad went to Adelaide and, side note, got in a fight and his uncle put an umbrella through a guy's mouth which, and then opened it. Okay, we need to unpack that. What are you talking about? They got, Is he in Peaky Blinders? Yeah, Peaky, what do you he mean? kind of um, Peaky Blinded him. He had an umbrella and he shoved it into this guy's mouth and then pressed the button oh, no, and it that... opened on him. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's insanity. Oh, no. That's like, if that was in a film, you'd think it was unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. Did he say something? He said something like, about Fangiano. You know, I'm the one who reigns around here. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. Against Fangiano. Oh, we deserved everything he got. He just won. Oh, he won said, listen well. here, you. Like, run. Press the button. <laughs> it's funny you talk about sort of sitting there in silence, because I went to, we were in Budapest going around doing a typical like Aussie tour, van tour thing, and the Grand Prix, the Hungry Grand Prix was on. Yep. So we went, and I didn't have a ticket, and I thought, I'll just try and bum-rush the gate or something. And I got there, <laughs> and the security at the gate were all trying to peer through the demountables and have a look. And I'm like, you know what? As soon as this race starts, they're going to be wanting to watch the start. That's when I'll pounce. I didn't even have to jump a fence. I just walked straight through in the end. It was hammering down with rain, and I'd said to my mates, I'm going to go tops off if and when Weber crashes. So <laughs> I got in there on the second lap, and I turned to my mate, and I go, how's Weber looking? I go, second turn, tops off. I was like, fuck. So I took it off. <laughs> but I, I got so lucky, though, because I've always maintained, I don't know what your thoughts are on this crumpet boy, but um, but I've always maintained, I think Formula One is number one in terms of a sport where you probably need the commentary. Oh, because yes. Half the time you're watching it and it's like, oh my God, this guy's like half a lap ahead. It's like, no, dude, he actually has to change tires or he's running out of fuel. So I got so lucky in that I sat in the stands next to a couple on their honeymoon and they knew absolutely everything. So they started just telling everyone in the grandstand around us. They're like, nah, he's on a a three-stop policy. 
Don't worry oh, about that. Like, what a nonce. You need that info. You need that you need info. You do need that info. Look, I, I was there with two of my, dragged two of my mates down this year who have just got into F1 mm. by through watching Drive to Survive, but know basically nothing about it. Bloody bandwagon jumpers. Oh, 100%. Fair with us. That was me, basically. Was I was in their oh. ear the whole time. They were asking every question Super under the sun. Pissed. And I was, uh, mate, I was like a... But you need it. Yeah, I was true. like a dictionary, you know, just telling... Just relaying everything. Yeah, I know way too much about tyre strategies, you know, oh. and, the, and all this sort of stuff, <laughs> like the tyres, You start tire telling colours. them stuff that they don't ask about? Yeah, so anyway, I just yeah, went to the toilet then. Uh, I yeah. had, it was a bit hairy around the last <laughs> S-Bend, but uh, then I remembered I had some beetroot at lunch, so I'm pretty relieved. It's like, mate, we didn't ask. Your friends are in the other grandstand. This is the Fangio. Tired yeah. pressure. You know a lot about PSI, do you? I know a lot about the mechanics, <laughs> their wives, who's sleeping with who's... Uh, you well, know. you took that to Whoa, an extreme level. He went from tires to wives. Yeah, well, that yes, goes it, in it's a natural progression. Both have yeah. a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> what would you know about pressure? Well, I have kissed a man. There's always this scuttlebutt and hoopla and talk around where it will move to if it moves. I don't think it's going anywhere, personally. If they're getting hundreds of thousands of tourism dollars there, mm. millions of dollars. Yeah. But... If it was to go in Sydney, I mean, Sydney's known for its smooth traffic conditions. Obviously, it would look <laughs> nice on TV, but could it work? Could it ever work in Sydney? Oh, now that you've got West Connects and South Connects and East Connects and North Connects. They'd be in a tunnel for ages. You'd yeah. never see them. No. They're, up, they're still in the tunnel. That'd be an awesome Grand Prix. It's like, all right, you've got to start at 5 p.m. Tuesday and get from the city to Manly. Go. <laughs> you just see That's Alonso with good. his helmet on the on the ferry, just like waiting yes. to go across. Oh no, Alonso is on military road. It's peak <laughs> hour. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> that was a good Murray Walker impression. Good Murray Walker. That was great. Mate, rest in peace. That was Thanks, that bro. was beautiful. Cheers. We should have prayed for Murray actually. And it is now twenty nine minutes past the hour. Twenty nine minutes two past two in Monaco. 29 minutes past one in Great Britain, 29 minutes past something else in the many other parts of the world, India, Pakistan, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, that are listening to us at the present moment, not to mention Malaysia. Yeah, maybe we can see who can rack up the most speed cameras as well, you know? Like, who oh, can yeah, get, yeah. who can lose their demerit points the fastest in Sydney? <laughs> oh, that's mace. He's yeah. off. He's in a school zone. Oh, oh he's been taken <laughs> over. Any idea how fast you were going there, Mr. Hamilton? Oh, 45, 50, 310. Okay. Okay. Oh, There's children late. around here, goddammit. Yeah, and right. your high range. What have you been drinking? <laughs> You're supposed to drink the champagne after the race. <laughs> I've only had four shoeys, officer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, quick one then. Just on that, two things. One... What is their intake during a race? Like, are they they would they would lose serious weight during that race. It'd be so hot. So I'm assuming they drink all the time. Yes. And two parter, yeah. a little thing, yeah. a pouch. They got a they got a camelback sort of setup. They the, just suck on that. Yeah, oh. yeah. And but the funny thing is about that, it's like the least refreshing thing because it sits behind the seat, which is in between the oh, engine, toasty, and their back. And so the water is like. 60 degrees or something oh insane God. it's like horrendous to just tr to get through but can't they get a cup holder for them <laughs> <laughs> that's the sydney grand prix when they go through the drive-thru <laughs> oh he's losing points he's gone for the mcflurry 
<laughs> His coffee's going everywhere. It's going 300 miles an hour. Oh, no. One light, two lights, three lights, four lights, five lights. Let's go, 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 go. Part two. Part two yeah. of that two-parter. Very yeah. important point in question. Did Daniel Ricciardo invent the shoey, or did he just make oh, it no. bigger? He just stole it from a MotoGP driver. Ah. Oh, right. Casey Stoner, I think, used to do it. Casey Another Stoner. Aussie. Of course it Another was. Aussie. So Ricardo just t- completely pinched it from him. I feel like we were doing it at Meredith centuries ago. Coming from a bloke who doesn't own shoes, I'm not claiming that I invented the shoey. <laughs> i got to relax a little. I'm tripping major nutsack right now. All right, so last weekend we saw the Aussie Grand Prix. Yeah. Max Verstappen, who seems like a real turd, he won it. Lewis Hamilton, still <laughs> kicking around, who I swear is wearing... It's a bold move if it's tr- accurate, but I think he's got implants and their braids. That's fantastic. Yeah. And on the podium, yeah. I saw Fernando Alonso. Is that the ghost of Fernando Alonso? Or is he still kicking? <laughs> no, How old is he? Forever. Mate, don't jinx him. We need him. We need him to him. keep kicking. But Is he your boy? I love I love that I love the story of Fernando this year. It's been such it's been such an amazing renaissance. Oh, okay. So it's well, a bit of a redemption story. Yeah, he's for he's the oldest man in in history to still be driving an F one car, and especially in this era where you got all what these. What is he? Forty one. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think he's about forty one, wow. forty two, and he's um you know you got all these. It's it's a young man sport these days. It's not like it was in the eighties, nineties. Mm. Where you had, you know, these older drivers. Well, even in the seventies and eighties, it was like it was an old gentleman's driver's mm, sport. Yes. But yeah. now it's you just got all these nineteen year olds taking over the entire grid. And so to see Fernando Alonso come back from leaving the sport about four or five years ago to go drive in IndyCar, he had a crack at Le Mans. Now he's back and he's somehow managed to jag a seat in a team that was not expected to do very well. But they are absolutely killing it at the moment, and it is just such a great story because I think everyone who's even just a intermediate fan of F1 has a soft spot for Fernando. He's just yeah. such a great character. It's just a sports story like as well, it. isn't it? Anyone defying yeah, the odds, yeah, coming sure. back in their 40s. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a Jordan sort of thing, you know? Yes. Yeah, love it. We all love it. And you know what? Amazing. I think they're, they're sneakily underrated as athletes because – you know, they're all really quite deceptively athletic in their own ways. They've got all these G-forces pushing through them while they're going at 300 Ks an hour with reflexes that could kill them. I've seen footage of them yeah. doing neck weights because of all the G-forces. Yes. Oh, neck weights. Wow. Like, what do you, neck what, weights? Yeah. Once they, when, if I rock up and they go, mate, you need to do some training. I oh, no worries. I'm getting paid well. Hang these <laughs> dumbbells from your neck. Nah. I'm out. No, thanks. I'm out. Wow, it's a different kind <laughs> yeah. of athlete, isn't it? They kind of compare it to like a jet fighter pilot. Like you have to have that sort of fitness because you're putting the same, if not more, amount of G-forces through your yeah. body as that sort of fighter pilot. So it is pretty intense. I've seen some similar footage of, I think it was George Russell and his trainer, he's lying flat on the ground and he just like picked him up by his head and his neck just didn't budge at all. He just looked like a stiff board. Just looked Undertaker. like he was. Yeah. HR. That is HR. just bullying, man. They weren't training. He was just a jerk. Nobody snuggles with max power. You strap yourself in and feel the G's. Oh, Lord. That's amazing. Hey, it's amazing that you mentioned the fighter pilots because years and years ago, 
back when he was still sort of uh, Compass Mentis, I saw this little mini doco thing. It was on like Wild World of Sports or something of Michael Schumacher with a fighter pilot and they were comparing yep. notes basically. And it was wow. wild because they got simulators for both the F1 and the fighter pilot and the fighter pilot was okay, yeah. but he just couldn't do all of the controls basically. He had the reflexes, but couldn't do all the gear changes. Schumacher, by the end of his little five minutes in the simulator, the fighter pilot turned around yep. to him and said, yeah, you, you could genuinely be a fighter pilot basically tomorrow. <laughs> but the best part of it, you talk about reflexes, they had this fighter pilot who was like notorious for having the best reflexes and they got them, whoever was producing this as a legend, they just got them down to base level. They got them to play a game of slaps, like sardines with oh, their hands. classic. Oh. And they had to slow down the vision because it would be like, dink, oh. yeah, Michael won. And then they'd go back to the tape and slow down like how quick he did it. Wow. That's how fast they were. I, I still yep. to this day vividly remember that. Would, yeah. he, would he be on the Rushmore, the Mount Rushmore of F1? Great question. Mark? Do you know who the four... Mm. Or the the names that are F one, looking back over the time yeah. you liked it, but Shoe, looking yeah. who would it be on that? Is Senna there? Shui Schumacher would for sure. Senna, be. I think Senna, Schumacher, Schumacher Fangio, I think <laughs> would get a <laughs> start. Be better. We're on board after the amount I've been talking oh, him up. Yeah, Juan would Bernie um. Bernie Eccleston. Bernie Eccleston? Is he... No, he never drove. He was never a driver. <laughs> but maybe just for bringing um, a cigarette sponsorship into F1. He's, he's, yeah. he's been lauded and celebrated for that for that move for a number of decades. Man, as a friend of the pod, yeah. we saw Bernie Eccleston at Hyde Park ride by us and we'll just... <laughs> I think we peeped him as... He, I didn't really know, but as I saw him a mile away and as he rode yeah. past, he just leant into him and said, Hi, Bernie. <laughs> and then we kept walking. <laughs> And Bernie yeah, kind of looked at us like, what? And I went, who is that? And he's like, Bernie Eccleston. I'm like, holy shit. Bernie Eccleston kind of strikes me a little bit. I'm sure he's a lovely fella, but he kind of strikes me a little bit of like Foxcatcher style, like the old guy who hangs around the athletes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little Steve Carell Foxcatchery. I don't know. I would not be shocked. It's a bit like when you see someone revealed on TV as like a sexual predator and they show the photo and it's the obvious one. It's the old, yeah, I could have told you that. What? Old mate with the high pants and the Coke bottle glasses likes touching people he shouldn't. If something came out about Bernie, I'd be like, yeah, not too shocked. There's something was. there. He might be more like a Weinstein sort of guy, you know? Yeah. Oh, I think wow. there might be something there. So they're all creeps. We know yeah. Billionaire creeps. It's just Bernie. Weekend at Bernie's. But they are deceptively athletic. They're also, you know, as our sponsor will attest to, they're also rigid and angular. Like they could shave with a bloody... Wood plane, like Linda <laughs> McCartney style. Yes. They're full on. Coulthard's face is just... Oh, that's a good call. A protractor. It's just wild. Yeah. He looks like a Thunderbird, that guy, for sure. Hang on. Yes, as soon as I a protractor's it on square? Are protractor's <laughs> rounded? Isn't it, like, by that's definition? That's true, that's true. Yeah, he's kind of cuboid more than anything. You broke that jar? You deserved it. Has there ever been a race with the best drivers on the planet, but all using the same vehicle? Because it seems incredibly skewed. Is it just about the money and which team you're yeah, on? Because how do we really bottom, know, man. when we talk about the Mount Rushmore of drivers, is there yeah. a way of knowing when it comes to intergenerations and even across different teams? It's been debated for a long time. I don't think but there's any the way answer. you can... I don't think there's any way you could ever... <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> well, let's continue that debate today. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, no, there, there's no way that you can compare. The, the, the evolution of cars is way too dr- dramatic to really put variables into it. I think someone tried to do it recently. I think like Amazon AWS or something tried to crunch the, the numbers. Right. And even that, no one could agree on, you yeah. know, is this... I want to see them in like go-karts or something though. Just like take them down the local <laughs> go-kart and say, go at it. Yeah, yeah. You I know, know they'd, you still, they'd to... still complain. They'd get out and be like, he got the fast go-kart. Hamilton yeah. always gets the fast one. Well, they're pretty clever. Some of them might have a bit of a tinker with it before, you, you know. I guess it's like mm. the Premier League. I guess the rich companies have the best of the best. And poor old, who's India Air? Or who's that, like, India, is India Air? Force India. Force India. <laughs> India Air. <laughs> Force India are no longer... Then Force India became... Horse um, India. Are you saying Horse India? India? No, Force, Force India. Oh, that, Force. That, that was I thought a, it was Horse India, like one horsepower. It's just a I was always a big fan. It's like the, the grey horse in racing that always comes last. I was always a fan of Force India. They're always crap. Yeah, they, they were not good. Force India have now been turned into Aston Martin. Oh. oh so Fair upgrade. So, yeah, Force for, for, <laughs> Force India went bankrupt because their um, the owner or the CEO or whatever went to jail for fraud. Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they were bought out by Lance Stroll's father, who's a billionaire, oil billionaire from Canada. Is there money in oil? Oh, didn't you know? <laughs> I was thinking of getting into it. Shit, I did. I put all my money into NFTs. I had an oh. option to be big on oil. Don't worry about it. That's for the oil pod. And sand. Oil ah. and sand. I thought that yeah, was the I big one. I put it all in sand. There's yeah. so much at the beach. People need glass. True. <laughs> it's true. very true, mate. Very true. <laughs> like sand through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Before we wrap things up, a couple of things we've got to touch on. What's yep. the Aussie contingent? Aussie Oscar, how's he going to go? He got his first championship points this week. He's, uh, his McLaren finished in eighth. So yep. what's his season going to look like? Has he peaked? Is he going to get better? What are we thinking? Are the shoes going to come out? Is he drinking? Oh, well, he did get a good result. You, you're dead right. He had a pretty good result considering no one expected him to do very well. They, they, McLaren have had a shocker start of this year. They're not looking right. great. They're, they're at the bottom of the, of, the, of the pecking order, really, which is a shame. Also, personally, Oscar Piastri has zero personality, so I'm wow. finding it hard to get behind him. I mean, it's <laughs> it's hard to live up to um, Ricardo's shoes. He's a, probably yeah. the biggest personality that's been in F1 in probably 30 years or something. Mm. But certainly um, the biggest yeah. gob, physically like Luna Park style biggest, smile, biggest, <laughs> biggest Julia Roberts smile. Oh, yeah. Huge. He looks um, like in The Simpsons when Lenny gets work and they're like, everyone looks so miserable. <laughs> Apart from Lenny, this is the worst day of my life. Oh, yes, yes. So it's like, I could just see Ricardo going to a therapist and like dredging up old trauma and just beaming with a grin like, yeah, yeah, and then he touched me and yeah, yeah. It's like, Jesus. Look at all those worried faces. Except for Lenny. He looks great. This is the worst day of my life. He's got to work on his personality and his placings. Is that what we're getting to? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for him. There's not much he can really do in the car that he's got this year. It's going to be tough times trying to get anywhere. One thing that was fantastic this year was, I don't know if you've heard the story about Valtteri Bottas and how he's become an adopted Australian (laughs) into um, Australian F1. There was more fans there, Australian fans for Valtteri Bottas. The backstory of that is his girlfriend is a cyclist from Adelaide. Fantastic. He spends the European winters in Adelaide every year. Mm-hmm. And over the recent summer, he made a 
Instagram social media video of him getting a mullet and a moustache Fantastic. cut at the barber and then also rocking a VB, like a VB singer and walking around at um, a beach in, um, I think, St Kilda or something with a, with a VB stubby. And it's one of the, it went full viral. Awesome. And so, because VB, Valtteri Bottas, so he's embracing the VB yeah, yeah, brand. Yeah. He's also really tapped into the culture of the nation. I'm going to get a singlet, a mullet and drink piss. It's worth a it's worth a view if you if you want to check it out Definitely. go find it on his Instagram it is hilarious. You can get it walking, you can get it talking, you can get it working a plow. Matter of fact, I got it now. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer, and the best cold beer is Vic Victoria Bitter. Valtteri, what's his Val- name? Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri wow. Bottas. It sounds like Ozzy Oscar's got to get in Bottas's corner for the old personality hit. So oh, look, mate, ex- tell me 100%. something. What can I do? A hundred. <laughs> that's serious. what I'm saying. There was more fans. There was more Aussie fans there for for Valtteri Bottas than there was for Oscar Piastri. There was a lot of people at the, a lot of fans at the crowd that had these DIY T-shirts that had the VB logo, yeah. but instead of Victoria Bitter, they photoshopped in there Valtteri Bottas and it was when he went around for the um, driver's parade before the race because they kind of, they do a lap of honor kind of thing they wave to the crowd and mm. uh, they interview them also so you can hear them getting interviewed when they announced Valtteri Bottas it, the entire circuit went the up Fangio went off cheers sick the Fangio stand went off wow so All right, so we're adopting that's, that's him. The... We're adopting him. Jeez, yeah. I tell you what, he lives in uh, half his life in Adelaide, wearing singlets and drinking VB. Imagine when we show him the rest of the country. He's gonna bloody his <laughs> mind will explode. <laughs> yeah, we have got to get him up to Sydney. Oh, yeah, we got to get him up Sydney. Get him to some of our beaches. I like it. Get him on the West Connects. That's good. <laughs> It's promising to save drivers 40 minutes in travel time and take tens of thousands of cars off Parramatta Road. Early tomorrow morning, Sydney's newest motorway, the West Connects Tunnel, will open to traffic. What can we look forward to for the rest of the year, mate? I want to know who wins it and why, and I want to know your favourite Grand Prix. Is it Monaco, where it's impossible to turn? Is it the nighttime stuff in Bahrain or wherever it is? I mean, what, what are your highlights there's so many races this year. There's a there's a few new races that are going to be on the calendar, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Las Vegas is actually going to be Vegas. added, to, which oh. has never been done before. So that's going to be wild down uh, the Vegas Strip. Oh, I'm excited shit. to see that. Someone's oh. getting run over in Vegas. If people oh. in Melbourne are jumping on the track, and I heard you instigated that, John, but if people in <laughs> Melbourne are jumping on, as if the guys in Vegas aren't just wandering out after losing everything on the oh, slots. Yeah. I'm ending it. Peter Horse style. Leaving Las Vegas style. Maybe Calvin <laughs> Harris or Paris Hilton or um, Siegfried and Royd might accidentally. Maybe your tiger <laughs> gets let loose down <laughs> on the track. Yeah. A tiger on the. Oh no, there's a tiger and on the track. you believe it? Siegfried's chased after Roy. A round of applause, please, for Anastasia. She loves show business. So much nicer than the savagery of the jungle, who do you think's going to win it? The Red Bull is just weight. It's so overpowered this year. They, really? They've got such a supreme car. It's going to be hard for Max Verstappen not to take take the championship. Is the fuel Red Bull? Is it actually that, <laughs> yeah. that the fuel? In That's the right. That could be the secret. They drink Red Bull and then piss in <laughs> into it. 
<laughs> That's how high charged it is. Do you know what? And and mate, it's like um instead of nitrous, it's Pissed like a it's like a it's like a Jaeger bomb. So they just drop a shot of Jaeger in there too. Oh, <laughs> the Jaeger bomber. Yeah. Last lap, last lap. Max, come in for the Jaeger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just will drop come a in shot now. through the engine. I would come in now. But, uh, Put yeah. it in my pouch. <laughs> Uh-oh, right. Jägermeister, good idea. Is. Oh, you know what, just before we go, what what always shat me is always the radio communicator. It's a bit like a pilot on a plane. They all sound the same to me, like, oh, oh, you're currently yes. flying. They're all identical. They're all muffled. Like, we've got billions of dollars on these things, and it's still like, sorry, you're breaking up. It's like any danger. <laughs> and the other thing is it's, it's always like two laps to go, uh, John, uh, we're going to need you to uh, let Mace overtake you. Get fucked on the head. <laughs> oh, what is yeah. this? Most annoying radio ever. Mental. Radio. <laughs> Who needs a radio? It's so good, the, the access that we have now to all yeah. the team radio, because yeah. everyone mm-hmm. loves to have a laugh at some of the, you know, embarrassment that, that, that does come over the radio. It, it creates, it's created a lot of memes with all the fans that there are now. Um, it's pretty hilarious. I think if they do the Sydney Grand Prix, they should have to listen to like drive time radio. That's the only radio they <laughs> get. GB. John Laws. Yeah. Oh, I've got buddy, different Alan Jones spewing. <laughs> it's Glenda from Manly. What is the deal with Military Road? And Fernando's like, oh, fuck, I have to go down yeah. here soon. Yeah, g'day, Alonzo. Uh, Long time caller, first time listener. Could you keep it down? It's a bit noisy. I would love to keep it down, but uh, you are not in the Fangio. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we think you should pit for uh, softs and, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe go plan C. Pit for softs. Yeah, never seen it before in my life, but have you thought about a three pit stop strategy? <laughs> yeah. We are actually taking a leaf out of the Red Bull book and going for the pitch stop, so we won't be doing this. That is, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a spot-on impersonation. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a generic European F1 yeah, driver right. accent. What? Were you saying something? Look, I don't speak Spanish. The checkered flag is out. We have run our race. There is no safety car on the Maybe Daily. We just want to thank John. Thank you so much for coming on board, mate. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me, boys. Great. We're going to have to come back and uh, check in on you, mate, and see if you're not doing all right. We could even do a bit of a a watch-along, perhaps, over a couple of hours and a couple of stubbies. That could be handy. That would be amazing. Just sign me up. So, Crumpet Boy, where uh, where can they find your best work online? Oh, mate, check me out. If you've got Instagram, Crumpet Life, mm. Crumpet L-Y-F. Uh, yep. Get out there. Give me some likes. Give me some love. Well, we've got about 17 followers, mate. So if uh, <laughs> if you want another 17 people, you can handball your 30,000, 40,000 over to us. That'd be terrific, mate. But Crumpet mate, Life, whatever I can get. very amusing, very simple stuff. Very, really very good way funny. to bring you up on a Monday post oh, Prix. How can people find us, Mastodon? It is maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe so underscore so underscore daily for Instagram and Twitter. Follow and like our shit, please. Maybe daily life yeah. LYF was taken. Maybe daily life was taken. <laughs> we want to make it as hard as possible for people. Yeah. It's <laughs> impossible. All right. Well, that's all she wrote from us. Until next time, great work from you, John. What a debut race for you, mate. In the points, wow. on the podium. Cheers, I wore shoes. I've been drinking out of it, mate. But Godspeed, I love you both. Stay mint. Great to chat, boys. Stay mint, Sonny. Jen. Meow.
Clark I probably invented the shoey. That's really where it yes. came from. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did Michael Schumacher invent not just the shoey, but just the shoe in general? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> it was Puma Adidas, and then the third known shoe factory was the shoey. The clog. Yeah. They, what they should do is create, like, you know, high heels, there's a heel on the bottom. Why not, like, a pedal shoe? So you could constantly have the accelerator and the brake just to be sort of practicing oh. along. I don't, oh, but it's all by hand now, isn't it? Um, you got a clutch. You got a clutch on the back of the on is the it, wheel. Isn't it yeah. automatic? Um, the clutch is only used at the start, right at the start, and then they don't use the clutch again unless you stall, uh, you hit the wall or something, and you got to reverse or something. I mean, if you're stalling, you shouldn't yeah. be driving an F1. What about little tiny baby pedals, one for each toe? 